panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable <laughs> I'm a Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. You already know that these streets know my name. This podcast, she's my sin, and I'm head over feet into her. It's ironic that while I'm recording it, I have my hand in my pocket. Wink, wink. But I'll, <laughs> but I'll end my wanderlust of words to start this party. With me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, and God did me a favor by having us meet. He is a kinslayer, as circus folk do. And though he's crownless, he'll keep writing his dead boy's poems. Chancy Grife, ladies and gentlemen. You ought to know. I was like, Chancy's Ch like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like, I have no idea what to say to that. So I'm going to come up with something. Uh, I'll, I'll think of something. And our guest tonight. <laughs> our guest tonight. It has been on my other show, and when Chancey heard him talking, he's like, "You need to get him on our music show." And I'm like, "I can do that. I could put I could put that out there in the world." So our guest tonight from a, a Millennials Third Eye podcast, Joe LoCastro. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Thank you uh, for that awesome intro. Yep. See. Yeah, no something thing. about me timeline jumping. This is what happened last time, but I heard what yep. you, of what you said, and I appreciate you. Thank you for the awesome intro. So I was Not there. From... I figured you heard me, but you were just frozen in between timelines. You know. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> so I, so I was used to it after years of dealing with different stuff. I was like, you know what? This is what it is, and we just keep we just keep going. Yep, and that that's what me and Chanty do the best is small talk while we figure things out. But since you're back, we will start like we always do with our guest album. Joe, what album did you bring to the table and why did you want to bring it to the table? So I brought a DJ Khaled's new album called God Did It. Yes, he did. Oh, They just praying that I crash Those guys, they don't want to see you last That take a three million dollars above your tax A tub full of money, I still can't relax Time spinning, Lord forgive me, I'm a sinner Conquer divide niggas Wrong side of the petition, only divine women Better listen when I tell you how I And uh, Synchronicities, we're talking It's crazy how I was listening to one of your older episodes And I heard what Chancey was saying Synchronicity and the albums, I was like, yo <laughs> Um I do a lot of spiritual studying and I don't kind of uh, know exactly I'm supposed to be studying this. I'm guided to do a lot of work that most people would think, okay, that's cool. All right, do your thing. So I do my thing and I'm sometimes up late at night. Sometimes I don't sleep. Sometimes it's the self-work. And as I was doing the self-work, I kept for my journey, I always said like source, universe, God, creator, whichever words you want to use, architect, um, I got to this big realization, big, 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 big. And at the same time, music was in this frequency of a bigger message. Like I can't even listen to music the same way anymore. 
I, I see it. So I see it and hear it differently. Like I can taste the colors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so DJ Khaled's album. Um, Nothing wrong with a little synesthesia amongst friends, right? <laughs> came up to me in YouTube in different ways. And the messages were exactly where I was at. And a lot of us go through different challenges in life, whether it's people, spiritual energy, emotion. And a lot of people didn't want to see me succeed and they still don't want to see me succeed. So when that album hit my body, I was just like, yes, gratitude was something big recently with me. And gratitude's a song in there. Gratitude literally brings in all this clarity that we seem to be looking for and trying to understand. And that when we're grateful, we understand why we were acting out the way we were acting out because we were ungrateful. So many things happened with that album. So that's why I wanted to bring it. God did it. Nice. I didn't do it. Nice. <laughs> That's my excuse for a lot of things in life. But I mean, Chancy, what do you think of this album? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, DJ Khaled is not my go-to artist for anything. <laughs> but honestly, like, I always try to go into it as professional as possible like in this in circumstances like this if i don't like the actual artist for whatever reason if they do an album that has a lot of collabs then i'll listen to the collabs especially of the ones that i like like the one he did with jay-z and m and you know juice world and all those there's epic songs on there but in my opinion i feel that they had a lot more to do with the people he was working with rather than him himself like not to take away from his ability as a producer it's a very difficult thing to put a piece of music together from nothing and call it art but at the same time you know i've always believed that you can be a producer and an artist and only a very very slim narrow margin of people can be both in history anyway Nice. Makes sense makes makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I heard of DJ Khaled at some point. I don't know when or why, but I think I've heard of him. And like, so when I saw the album, I was like, all right. And I like, I I I didn't know what to expect. I mean, he's a DJ, and I I listen to some DJs. So, I mean, but I saw the I saw the songs. I'm like, all right, a lot of big names in these songs, and he's just doing the beats. Like that's all he does is the beats and like some shouting in the background. Maybe a couple of them. But... <laughs> a couple. I was gonna say you've heard of him. How could you not hear of him? He's like the poster child of self shameless, you know, promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh, actually, the only thing I heard about him is when I announced it to some of my podcasting friends of who, who the guest picked this week. Yeah. My friend, my friend Amanda was like, "Oh, I hate him." I'm like, "Why?" And she's like, "Because he said in an interview a while back he was talking about his sex life with his wife." And he said that he expects her to give him blowjobs, but he refuses to return the favor. Oh, I mean, like, everyone's different. I mean, like, my musical choices aren't because of people's interviews, but Personally, I also yeah. that point of view. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, you know. I, 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 I mean, I ain't, I ain't going to stop listening to somebody because of some shit like that. But, I mean, <laughs> Amanda told me it, so I had to point it out because, I mean, Amanda's a feminist to the fullest, so I 100% I mean, It's I, valid. I, it's I mean, a valid, like, it's I, a valid like, argument. Her opinion. I mean, I don't agree. I don't agree with his opinion at all. I mean, I definitely will return the paper in my own personal life, but yeah, I don't get. I don't get why he wouldn't. But whatever, to each their own. I mean, in the, even the weirdest ways. But 
he probably had a bad experience one day. Went home after the bar, and it was a really hot day in the club. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, that's what happened. He took them down, and you know how when they get stuck, they do that waft thing when you pull them down to the knees. He got hit with that motherfucker, and he was like, oh, I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's when you start questioning why are we why are we clubbing in a fish factory but right but yeah <laughs> the, the the album itself though i actually didn't mind i mean it's definitely not my style of rap i usually would listen to as my rap usually involves killing people but it was, definitely, it, it was definitely good music i mean good music i didn't like every song but a lot of songs i did like and some of the people on it really blew away their parts so I definitely would do it to pick a top five with an honorable mention or two. So, hell yeah. Hey, thanks so, for checking it out. I appreciate it. Either way. Oh, okay, of course. I mean, I'd, I'd listen to fucking Alanis Morissette for this. I'd rather listen to DJ Khaled. I, I, I was going to say, if I have to listen to DJ Khaled, I'm making him listen to Alanis Morissette. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not the only one that's going to have to sit through something. He, I, I do it to him. He hates it. He just hates it. <laughs> so, Joe, what were your top five songs since your album? Of my own album that I picked? Yes, sir. Yes, yep. sir. So I wrote it down. I had a lot of notes because I want to make sure I was ready for it. Um, so one of the top five songs I picked was um, Being Grateful, the Grateful uh, song, because it's literally everything that brought me into this recent chapter of my life and gratitude. I have learned this is going to be a lot of spiritual stuff. I hope you guys don't mind. It's kind of weird. Crap and then like spiritual. So I, I had to learn. One of my friends was like, you should practice gratitude. And I was like, you know what? After all this, like I might as well try. I've been, I've been this far in my journey. And once I practiced gratitude, one of the biggest events was something I turned from this, this thing or place or subject that I felt it was like, it was the court system. And I felt so disempowered because I couldn't tell my point my point of view my public attorney wasn't even like talking to me and lied i was like oh yeah me and joe talked and i was like no we didn't literally told so i'll i'll tell you the true story was uh my ex was very toxic wanted to take me to court for order protection over i could approve myself from the first statement and i kept feeling this need and i practiced gratitude and i was like why do i need to tell my story and i realized i don't need anyone to prove anything and i took this thing against me and flipped it around and that was in power. So this gratitude song was just literally everything is good. We just have to see the good in the in the dark sometimes, or the, the light in the dark. The other songs I picked were um, God Did It, because we're, to me, we're all a piece of God, or source creator, and we have this dream, passion, desire to create something. And we've realized that everything we've been through is a part of the journey. No secret, meaning like if you do the the work on yourself and love yourself and do studying or find what you're you're passionate about you'll find the value of your own work your personal work your your value of your, your job you'll you're the value of money and abundance like there's no secrets to this and i was like i get it <laughs> um staying alive staying alive was one of the top because um a lot of people want to see me fail a lot of people they might not say like, Hey Joe, I hope you feel like there's a lot of people that don't want to see us happy. And, um, music from this album literally brought me to thriving through moments where I didn't want to like continue my dream and staying alive and realizing like, I'm not the only one in the world, especially artists. Um, 
I actually picked six, but I'll just keep going real quick. Go it ahead, man. It ain't safe was one of them. Because you have to be vicious sometimes with what you feel is right. A lot of people don't understand, like, speaking your truth and being your authentic self um, is this real easy thing. And sometimes you got to be like, no, I don't want to fucking do that. Um, right. And there's times and places with certain people where you just have to put in, like, family. Love my family. But I had to do a lot to get here. So to be, st- um, it ain't safe was like, always remember, someone's going to try to knock you down and pull you away from your reality. And keep moving forward with what's right in your heart. Um, work for it, even though it's very uh, feminine. It, I see the the, the duality of life in, in different ways. Right. So even though she's like in the feminine, talking about you can have this this you know this, this sex and all this shit, and you're gonna have to work for it. Like even the same as a master, <laughs> you have to work for this now. Like you see the value, and I see the value in myself. Now other people are gonna have to work for it. So. I just I love this album, and uh, thanks for letting me share it with you guys. Oh no, by all means, you know, like I said, even though it's not something I would go to on a regular basis, uh, it's like a friend of ours, Shanna, said that uh, one great thing about this show is that it gives us the ability to experience, even like for li- like for the listeners, they get to vicariously experience um, music that they wouldn't always listen to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for th- th- this is exactly that scenario for me, because I've never—I've honestly can't say that I've ever sat through a whole DJ Khaled song up until listening to this album for the show. That's cool. And uh, also, do not let any of them bring you down. The only reason they want you to fail is so that they can—they can actually harbor their beliefs and their misguided, you know, belief systems. They want you to fail because if you fail, then they're right. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And yes, they have to sit through a lot of weird music tastes with me and Chancey's music tastes, but that's 100% true. <laughs> 100% true. But Chancey, why don't you give your top five for Joe CD next? Uh, so number five for me was the uh, the Jadakiss interlude. Yeah. Fucking mm. love, dude, love Jadakiss. Like, I was like, what? Like, oh my God, it's got Jadakiss on the song. Oh, no. And then uh, obviously... Right after Jay Kiss, you know, you got Juice World did. I was like, Juice World, like, okay, all right, this one's going on the list for sure. I've, I, I, I put, I wrote it down before I played it, and then I played it, and I was like, it stays on the list. Nice. Um, number two or number three for me. Sorry, number three for me was use this gospel. Because I never thought I'd ever see an album where M and Kanye would work together on an al- like on a song together, and it really wasn't as it wasn't that bad. Like I figured Kanye's ego would get you know M's work ethic would kind of like fuck the process up, so to speak. But it went together really well. Yeah. Uh, number two was God did, you know, because I love Jay Z and you know Little Wayne to a certain degree. And then, uh, Jeremy, I had to do it. You know what my number one is, don't you? The intro. My, my number one is the intro. No secret. Yes. Such a good one. That was dope. Chancy is hooked on intros. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Intr- sucker. Intros, interludes, he loves them all. He's just strange like that sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, we it's lo- considered we a track. More. It's considered a track on the album, so I put it on there just to fuck with him. Like he'll, he'll be like, 
sometimes I can get him to where he doesn't expect it, and then I tell him, and he's like, oh, I fucking knew it. <laughs> On the Slim Shady LP last week, he seriously had a list of the f- top five freaking skits, as well as I, the top yeah. five songs. So. I, 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 at least I gave you songs, all right? I gave you a top ten. Top five skits, it top five songs. It was your CD. I know. It was That's why CD. I picked it. That's why I picked it. I wanted to be able to do that for <laughs> once in my life. All right, well, I had one honorable mention for this CD, and that was Use This Gospel, because I couldn't leave it off the list. It was on the list originally, and it got kind of pushed down, but I couldn't leave it off completely. Number five was The Streets Know My Name, because that song was banging. Like, that song was banging. Number four was Beautiful, because, I mean, that song was just beautiful. Like, it was very well done. Forget who did all these though. <laughs> Number three, of course, was God did because that was just a banger with like ten rappers on it. It was oh, like, oh dude. my god, that lineup was <laughs> sick. And it's like, like I don't know. I guess that, that whole song was like, damn, he got this many people to work together and do a song together, and like, it's just good. I mean, you don't usually see rappers having a religious side unless it's like Kanye Jesus walks there, but right. Which I used to rock that song in high school so hard, but even though I wasn't religious, I still rocked it. The whole thing of at the of him at the MTV movie uh, video awards coming out of the casket while singing it and shit like it was just like oh oh overdose like awesomeness. Number two was the Jada Kiss interlude though because it's fucking Jada Kiss and I'm from New York so that song just hit my heart so bad. And number one, which I'm surprised nobody else put in the top five, was Party because of the Eddie Murphy fucking pull. Oh my god, <laughs> when I heard. When I heard that, it was literally like, my girl wants to. I was like, what? I haven't, I haven't heard this song. I haven't heard this song. In like, I haven't heard this song in like a fucking decade. What? I thought about it. I really thought about it, mostly because of that, because of that song. But I was like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. I, don't, I, I was going to say. I feel like I feel like I, I feel like hammered shit. I'm not going for too many for too many honorable mentions on this run. I mean, oh, and and staying alive was technically an honorable mention too for me because I did like that they kind of they kind of took the BGS like yeah. for a second for a second there, <laughs> but and that's the only reason it was on my honorable mentions because I like that part. The rest of it wasn't that great to me, but <laughs> I did love that part because I I love a good uh, track steal. And when they did it for Amy Murphy, I was like, and and for the BGS, I was like, whoa! Oh, those samples! Those. Yeah, those samples. I, I call them track steals. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm almost as much of a sucker for a good sample as I am for a fucking good intro or a skit, man. Honestly, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. That's why you loved when, it, when I brought Esham to the table, but right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's the builder. The fact that they used Eddie Murphy was just like fucking hilarious. Like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this song hasn't been talked about in like 20 years. So, yeah. Only the OGs know that song. That's for damn sure. To be honest with you, I think it was like a couple months ago where I was like, wait, Eddie Murphy sung this song? And I, I like was scrolling through the rabbit holes of YouTube and I went, where have I been? <laughs> like, Oh, and Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy sung that, I think, like back in 84. Eddie so Murphy like, and Rick James. Yeah. yeah. And then he... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he, and then in the late two thousands, he did another good song with Snoop Dogg called "Red Light." Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, Snoop Dogg about only, that. Snoop, Snoop Dogg's only in it for like a se- an actual song for a second, but the whole video, he's sitting there stoned as fuck dancing. But 
now i gotta find this i did not know this <laughs> oh, yeah right it, i didn't either it, it, it was during snoop dogg snoop lion phase so he oh was very, yeah he was right re- he was very reggae at the time and like the, mm. the song is reggae-ish but it's still amazing like like i even showed it to my fucking dad at the time he was like wow he's like that's actually a good song he's like eddie murphy can still do this shit <laughs> eddie murphy could always sing for sure yeah Oh my god! I just I just watched Trading Places the other day, <laughs> and I was like, I never saw it. And I just watched it for a bracket I'm on on another show, and I was just like, oh my god! Like his laugh alone kills me every time. I love that in Trading Places, the dude in the in the in the jail where he's always like, yeah. He just that's all he ever says. Yeah. This guy's like, he said you pulled up here in a limousine, yeah. <laughs> you mean if we go outside right now, you're gonna be a limousine right out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, can't Chancy? We'll, we'll go with your album next, just to get this pain over. Uh, what was your album? At, what was your album, and why'd you choose it? I chose Alanis Morissette's "Jagged Little Pill." Because while you may hate it for all the wrong reasons, I love it for all the reasons that so many people don't know about. Like, this album was written in a time frame when her and Uncle Joey were dating. I, oh, I know about her and Dave Couillet. I, I've heard it talked about on Surreal Life. Right. But this whole album, like, that album is that whole, that whole timetable. And you can tell how, like, all the songs are put in, like, odd-angled. Like, you can't see the happy to the angry. But, like, you know, like, uh, just all the songs on there, you can tell, like, when they're when they're happy, like I w- I want to get the original lineup so I could just like progressively see the emotional change through the recording of the music, and then you get to like you ought to know, which fucking is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I saw that when I was listening to it. I already liked some songs by her, and when I was actually focused on the review, I saw that what you were talking about that build up from emotions up and down. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's why this." I was thinking, "There's, there's no, there's no um, coincidence on these album choices," because I saw it go from like um, death to rebirth. I saw it go from from emotional, physical to spiritual. I saw like there's all these trinities of like threes. I'm like, "Okay, all right, all right." <laughs> and there's three of us on the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> the synchronicities continue. So, uh, was that your review there, yeah. Joe? Or oh, yeah, Joe, yeah. Oh, well, I know it was your review, fool. To continue that, um, what else? I have songs that I picked. I'm sure we're gonna go around that, but yep. I, I'm like you said. There's gonna be artists that we don't come across often, or so. When I was actually focused on a review for it, I actually was more focused on the messages and the buildup and things I haven't seen before. So there's a couple songs here that I was like, wow, I, I actually didn't appreciate this as much as I should have before. And um, I'm, I'm glad I got to go back to it because it's, it's where 
the emotions are when I was getting this album. Um, we kind of oversee in this world a lot of different people, whether it's a celebrity or an artist or um, a friend or a person that we knew or we kind of know or don't know. Like we're all going through something. And so this just brings me back to this synchronicity or this vibration of, of understanding where we all go through something. And this is, this came out like beautifully. I, I kind of love listening to it in depth more. So I'm glad, I'm glad you, yeah, you picked it. I'm glad somebody enjoyed my pick, Jeremy. And speaking <laughs> of not enjoying your pick, let's get to my review. Yes, let's do. Because, oh my God. I was trying to play video games while I was listening to this this album yesterday, and it was like, I'm like, who's torturing a cat? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god, is the most screechy cat singing I've ever heard. I mean, and I, the, my top five are all songs I knew before too, because you could hear like this ha- ha- at least half the CD on freaking supermarket radio stations but yeah so i mean but jesus like it's just i mean it's, and it's all in like movies and tv shows i watch too but it's just oh my god it's like a cat screeching for most of these songs <laughs> like i i don't like her voice and i i, I knew her, i i knew about her and the dave couillere thing like uncle joey for like many years now like 20 years or so but yeah so and i mean i mean it's kind of funny that she i think it makes joey. it better she, she fucked the uncle. She fucked the goofy uncle, but yeah. I mean, you know, he did the fucking the weird ass voice when he was fucking. You know, he did that shit in bed. You know it. You know, he had, oh, had at least once. Just, just like in booty call, man. Just just like in booty call. One more time. One more time. You you get it. Just one more time. Do it. Do it. For me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, his fucking Bieber voice he probably did all the time. Yeah, that fuck. Yeah, that fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh, what was it Bieber or a Groundhog or a Woodchuck? I can't remember. It was a uh, oh, Woodchuck. Shit. Oh, it was a Woodchuck because he always did the Woodchuck, the Wood jokes. Yeah. Like he always did the Wood jokes on Full House with it. So yeah. Yeah, it was a Woodchuck on Full House. Yeah, <laughs> but fucking Uncle Joey. There was there was some songs. I don't know which songs they were, but I was like, yeah, nah. No, there was one. There was one. I think it's forgiven. I wrote down. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know about this one." I don't know. And then I skipped it. Went back and went, "No, I gotta listen to this." Hold on. And so, but there was a couple. There was a couple. All right, Chancy, your album. What are your top five? Oh, I knew my top five without even having to listen to it. Like, it's just one of those things. Like number five for me, always like bottom of the list of it is ironic. I I mean that was the first one that came out for first video. It's an it's a decent song. Problem is that nothing she describes is really ironic. I know, right? But you know, we'll 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 suspend disbelief for a little while and just it's 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 a song. It's art. It's art. It's art. But uh number four, you learn. I mean that like that song hit me in a lot more ways than one like not just listening to her sing about her learning life lessons I'm assuming after Dave Coulier split for some other slit down the way and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three was the only one that I actually had to listen to like for 10 seconds to make sure it was the one that I thought it was 
and that's all I want. And uh, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, just because you know, I always get them mixed up, and I, I always got uh, all I want, and I think uh, it was that uh, forgive or forgiven or whichever one you was you were talking about, Joe. Yeah. I always got those two mixed up, and I was like, "Well, no, I don't think that's the case because I think it's this one." So I played it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the one." Uh, number two for me is Head Over Feet, and then number one, obviously, is You Ought to Know because, in my opinion, I think it would be absolutely amazing if they did like a cover remix of a heavy metal band, all dudes, no word changes. So like, especially when it gets to the part where will she go down on you in a theater? <laughs> Are you thinking of me when you fuck her? Like all of it, all of yes, it. Yes, I am, Canty. I'll pick up Canty. Just keep it the same, right? So that way when people are listening to it, you know, because, you know, most of the time they're not really listening to half of it anyway. And then they're like, did he, wait, did he just say go down on you in a theater? You you don't restart build up too when she says it, right? It's like this big like, I forget I can't do it myself. But it's like when you hear it, it's like oh shit, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, I don't remember the I, exact lineage. You, I think it's uh, I you you I went down you at a movie theater or something like that. It's like uh, in a theater. I don't know. She says she puts a lot of emphasis. Is she on is stuff. perfect as something like something as can be. Is she perverted like me? Will she go down on you in dramatic pause? A theater. Yeah. <laughs> and I I didn't hear the I didn't hear the theater part until like the second time she said it, and I was like, oh, oh. I started like, will she go down? Like, will she go down on you? And and then like, I didn't hear the next word. Like, I couldn't understand what she said. And then like, I heard it again. I was like. Oh, that's, that's I'm gonna put that in my uh, Tinder profile now. Right? Will you be like Alanis Morissette and be like that in a the theater, or go down on me in the theater? <laughs> if not, life's not worth living. I mean, hey, wow. well, hey, that- you you don't want to do the Pee Wee Herman thing, so you got to have someone with you. So <laughs> I was honestly, I was always really pissed about that. Like for real, like for real, for real. Because I grew up watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I was a huge fan, and I didn't understand why Pee Wee Herman got in so much trouble. And then I learned, like, growing up what the whole thing was, and it's like, so hold on. You mean to tell me a grown-ass man paid hard-earned money to go to a movie theater with other consenting adults to watch a movie, and he got in trouble for it? Yeah, it was it was just because of the '90s satanic panic shit. Oh, uh, I thought it was uh yeah, it was the '90s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the '90s satanic panic bullshit. That's why, like, he was trying to corrupt your children in a theater that only eighteen plus over can go to. Yeah, right. I was like, I was like, hold up. You mean to tell me that this guy got in trouble for doing something that people can do on the regular? It's not like, you know, you got all these people that are famous nowadays that are getting in trouble first and like real messed up shit like Matt Lauer or whatnot. Like Jeffrey, you know, know, what is that? Epstein guy, the guy that fucking got got fucking. I mean, it's a guy at a movie theater paying his own money, watching his own, watching a movie. Shame on all of them. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. 
So, uh, was that your whole top five chance here? Yeah. Go off in the middle. No, no, no. I, I just kept going. I figured, uh, I figured you could either hear me or you just didn't care. So it was all good anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I didn't plan it this way, but my whole top five are ones I knew. I didn't know if that's the way it was going to end up, but that's the way it ended up. Because. Actually, I don't five. think Joe. Joe, you didn't give your top oh, five. Joe. Oh shit! Yeah, it is. It is Joe's turn. I told you. I don't know the fucking... Yeah, yeah guest always game. guest always goes first after whoever's CD it is. So, like with your CD, you go first, and so my um, blame it on the Corona. My number five yeah. was uh, Forgiven. Um, even though I think her story was a much different story, I don't know like the depth of her life, but um what I kept listening to and hearing was that as much uh, pain we carry with a situation or what we have been through, that's like traumatizing. Uh, she says like, everyone's there for a reason. We were there for a reason. So there's a lot of learning in different aspects. What someone else takes from it could be something what someone else needs to learn. And as much as we're mad about it, like there's, there's a reason. So we got to learn forgiveness and it's not always easy to do that. Um, my fourth was head over feet because like i was already on this god trip so god is unconditional love to me or source creator universe whatever people think um so the more i see that the more i'm finding that god is this this love that everyone's looking for universe is all it is and um the best listener the best friend the most patient like to me i was like wow what's going on in my life right now with this album after i just picked god did it um and I was picking songs I haven't really heard before. Like I've heard the top favorites. And so yeah. I was like, this, this is going to be different. Um, Hand in my pocket was number three. All I want. Yeah. Because she's discussing about how like I have my hand in my pocket. I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm still good. I could be poor. I could be all these things that seem like it could be like the end of the world or, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep my hand in my pocket and and everything's fine 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 and i was like bet say less i got it <laughs> um number two was wake up and she talks about um the path of least resistance something i'm always focused on and we all have this passion and dream and a lot of people aren't really going to understand that but we're we're called to it and we're pulled to it and the more i learn about the path of least resistance it's literally like oh i'm not worried about that thing that i want and it's waking up to let letting go of control and no matter where you are what time it is um get up and get out and literally i was doing this review earlier today too i wanted to be fresh and i was still not like dressed or doing anything for myself in my day off so i went out and that was like treating myself i, I needed little things like that too um and number one if i'm going in the right order ironic ironic because it isn't ironic and it also reminded me that we can keep focusing on these moments and letting them destroy our day or embracing it is how i saw it yeah there's this guy that never wanted to fly in a plane and crash and how ironic but everything happens for a reason if we keep losing ourselves over it we're not gonna be able to enjoy those moments and it's kind of weird but that's how I saw it. Yeah, I mean that's cool, man. 
I remember when the reason I put ironic at the last of my list was because every time I kept thinking about the song, I kept thinking about the music video of her dressed in like five personalities riding around in the same car. So it's like, it's almost impossible to pay attention to the lyrics of the words and all that when you just like, it's like, who's driving the car right now? Why are y'all in the back seat? This is not healthy. This is not safe. Someone call their parents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so my number five. Let's do was, it. Yeah, let's do it. I want to hear this. My number, my number five was "You Ought to Know," because I, I do, I do like that song. I do, but <laughs> it's, it's not my favorite though. You and that record. one. And that's the one that like is like so cat screechy to me. Like it's so freaking cat screechy. Like yeah. he admitted it's his, one of his favorites, though. He did say that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, out of this, out of this CD, it's like picking the freaking uh, pieces of glass out of your ass, kind of. But <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite piece of glass. Like it's it's one of those things. Like there's so like there's so many unheard <laughs> lines. Like. Did you tell her that you told me that you would hold me until you die or until, yeah, until I died, but I'm still alive and I'm here to remind you of the mess you made when you went away. It's not fair to deny me. Oh, and what, what show was that on? Where like, they were talking about like, you want to know. But like they're doing it like in like all these different celebrities kept popping oh, up like Letter Kenny. Oh, oh no, you're talking about a different show. Because they were doing Alanis Morissette things and listing off TV shows or songs song titles on one of their show episodes. No, there was a TV show where like they were talking about like Alanis Morissette's You I Know. And like Dave Couillet popped up at one point. He's like, I don't think she's talking about me. Oh, it was it was I love the '90s on VH1. Oh yeah, yeah, and I like, remember that. They actually, like they actually got like uh, Dave Couillet and a bunch of other celebrities from the time that she was supposed to be dating, and they all like popped up like commenting on the songs. Like, I I think she was talking about me. I don't know. I think just oh wait a minute, or am I thinking of How I Met Your Mother? Unknown. I think it might have been How I Met. I think it might have been How I Met Your Mother. Actually, the I think. Pineapple. Yeah. How did we get the? Where did the pineapple come from? <laughs> classic, classic, <laughs> classic. But uh, I don't know. I forget what show it was on, but it was just funny because at the end of it, like Dave Coulier is like, "No, she wasn't talking about me. Cut it out." Yeah, but... <laughs> shit on that one. It might have been me too. Other actually, might... you're right. I gotta. Check I, I, I think yeah. It's not, that sounds like something. That sounds like something from the sitcom. Not yeah. one of those, not one of those docu series. Oh, actually, yeah, you know what? It was How I Met Your Mother, but it wasn't Last More Set. It was, it was uh, Robin. It was Robin on How I Met Your Mother because she was like a Canadian pop star too. And like, and like there, and like it was like a behind the music thing for her music. And they're like, and they, and like, there was like, who is she talking about? What celebrity is she talking about? And there, she, and, and then at the end of it, Dave Cuyet was on, he's like, if she wasn't talking about me, cut it out. Like I think like Scott Bale was on it too, and other like other Canadian actors at the time. That's funny. Didn't Atlanta Atlanta Morissette pop back up when like Lincoln Park singer died? I remember she popped up during like a cause and she was like writing music again. Well, that's good. I, I mean, as far as the writing music, but 
I couldn't tell you. I don't pay attention to what she does ever. <laughs> but number four was hand in my pocket because I I thought she was talking about like playing with herself that whole song. But <laughs> you know, the ladies like to cut a little hole in the inside of their pocket sometimes, you know. But then they'll lose all their dimes. Who carries change anymore but my five year old daughter? Come on. <laughs> I think I broke Joe. I think uh, I think we broke him. It's <laughs> a different point of view. I get it. That's awesome, though. But you'll always be able to spot them out, though, because they'll be leaving trails of dimes like, everywhere they go. Panties and everything's gonna be fire, fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but all right, well. And this is going to be another one that makes sense because then number three, it's ironic. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I mean, uh, my it's funny because my my original daycare lady babysitter that I had like all through elementary school, like she was good friends with my mom after we stopped going to her. And like they were best friends and like she would blast this song when she was like staying at our house for a few days because her and her husband were breaking up. And like she would be belting out from the bedroom she was staying in, like, it's like, rain. and I'm like, oh, God, not again, not again. <laughs> like, it's just like that song, I think, has been used as a breakup song for more women than I could ever count. But number two was Head Over Feet, because that song was actually pretty good. And I, I haven't heard that one in a long time, but it's it did bring back like 90s feel to me. And then number one was You Learn. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that one's just classic. Like, I can hear that. In a, that's the one song I heard is actually like. I can hear in a store and, like, be like be singing to it almost. I mean, it's not, I'm, I'm not going to be singing to it like it's some fucking uh, 70s or 80s shit. But still, like, I could sing to it a little bit. But, not like so, yeah. Those, party all the time. Those, but Oh, like party, all to, party all the time. I can sing to it every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, have, I used to, I never, I never mixed tape. I, I never mixed tape. I made in the early two thousands. It was party all the time, and then Wang Chung. That's enough. It was a good, a good mix right there. But all right, so that's my top five. No honorable mentions, thank God. But chancy, chancy, chancy. But I was trying TV. to be accommodating to our guest. I didn't really know exactly what his feels were for music, so I was like. I'm going to play it safe. Hey, be yourself playing it always. Safe. They're playing it safe, and then they're picking Elias, Elias Morissette, which is a step down. But Well, yeah, the funny thing know. was that... I, I like Elias Morissette. I listened to the podcast because I was getting excited like 20 minutes before the, the podcast started. And I listened to the one where he, you guys had a guest on. He's like talking... You know, Chancey was talking about synchronicities. I was like, oh, here we go. He's like, you meant you mentioned Alanis Morissette, and and you were gonna pick it anyway. So like that was gonna be my pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was gonna be my pick if I had no one with what I got. And then like, I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick it. Like, why not? I was gonna pick it. I already threw it out there. Well, I'm glad you did. It's kind of cool how it plays into this to the synchronicity with your album, my album. I'm curious to see how it plays out with Jeremy's album as well. Yeah. Oh, it, it, <laughs> it does because I well, the album I brought to the table was 
of the Nightwish albums that got me into Nightwish because this came out a long time ago and back in their old uh, opera days, kind of, when their first female singer was very operatic in the way she sang. And this CD is just, like, it's very Christian-themed almost, but not quite. Like, they don't mention names, but, like, the themes are Christian themes. And I kind of like the way they do it, though, because it's just, it makes sense. But... And I, I just love it. I mean, I love, I love uh, Tara. Yeah, Tara's um, like opera singing. Like, I love her solo stuff she's done since she left the band back in the early 2000s. Like, she's just an amazing singer overall. And I actually was almost going to bring one of her solo albums on the show like a month or, a month or two ago, but I just didn't because I chose to go with um, Savage Garden instead that week. But, but I was going to bring her on for that one. But so. I love the city. I mean, it's got, it was so hard not to pull Jeremy on this and just say, I like every song and here's the top five, but I love every song I pick, but I managed not to somehow, but Joe, what do you think of it? I'm dying to hear. Cause I, I'm like, I think I can relate. To, I think Joe will relate to this somewhat. Um, I'm not going to lie at first. I was like, fuck what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, all right. And I, I, started, I had the same feeling. <laughs> I was like, I have to, we're going to do this. Like, I, I just, I had that inspired action of like, I got to do these reviews. So it's time to switch my thoughts up. And I started, this is the first album I started with. And I was like, oh man. So, but I did find some interesting things I did like about it. And I actually enjoyed the difference i don't know the words to use but the different style of how it's sang and how it was brought in and it's not typical um i looked for the emotions within it because if you can connect emotionally to the the purpose of this this album and this message and what the songs are saying you're gonna see it and i love the difference of how this this woman's singing and now it's i want to say opera is, is is what you mentioned before or yeah operatic yep so, but this is how I saw the synchronicity play out too. I was like, this has a deep like death rebirth to it and like yeah. darkness to it. And and that's how it kind of transitioned throughout the albums. And I was like, all right, I see that. And that's what I liked about it is that I kind of feel that we all kind of have to go through our dark days. And that reminded me of the, sw- the, the sweetness and the darkness of you're going to make it through, but you're going to have to die a little. Like, that's what I got from this. I don't know if you want my top five yet, or... No, let Sir Chancellor give his review first, so we'll jump into the top fives. All right. Um, honestly, I mean, it's it's not as bad as some. I mean, there's been some of them where I couldn't even get through it, even if I was sick. I was sick, and I listened to this one, and I did all right. Came up with six instead of five gave you one honorable mention. It kind of came in at the last second kind of thing. Like, 
I was going to skip the last song because I already had my top five. And I was like, you know what? No, nah, let's not do that. And then I hit it and I was like, oh, yeah, that's going on the list. Mm-hmm. And uh, the operatic change in styling, because the last Nightwish album we listened to was a newer one. Yeah. And it and it didn't sound that way before. So I was like, what the fuck is this? And not necessarily in a good or bad way. It was just kind of like I'm not used to this. This is not this is not what I prepared myself for. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also not very big into like doom metal, which is kind of what that genre falls into. It's like fantasy, doom. It's called symphonic metal. Symphonic. There's a full orchestra playing with them at, at some shows, but uh, fair enough. I mean, I call it doom metal because it's like you know, knights and fucking fighting and you know, Viking fighting and all types of stuff. Like, there are even words here that wouldn't be commonly used in the you know, our vernacular, like wanderlust, like. You could probably ask 50 fucking people in any, like, where I live, where you live, and I'm not sure exactly where he lives, but I'm sure between the three of us, if we each asked 50 fucking people what Wonderlust meant, without them having the opportunity to look it up on their phones, they probably wouldn't know. It's a pretty common term, at least where I'm from. Well, I get, yeah, but you're also of the, you're also of the culture that, that, like, Spawn, you're the progenitor of the word, dude. Well, so am I technically, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, you circus folk have had wanderlust for years, so hey, we have these are facts. You but uh, carny. what's that? He called you a carny. Who called me? No, a carny? <laughs> no, I said circus folk. You don't call him carny, or you'll get in a fight with him. No, yeah. Like, no, I I knew I knew he was playing because he was smiling, but I thought he said you called me a carny, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, he did not. He did not call me no carny. I I gotta ask, has Insane Clown Posse come up in these albums? Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> I actually I did brought not... up. He did it. He brought it. Yeah, not me. the Carnival of Carnage. Yeah, I'm with it. It's about the only carnival I can tolerate. Really, is the carnival of carnage. But you know, (laughs) there was a like a Facebook group where people try to find guests on shows, and somebody had said something about being a carny guy, and somebody tagged me in it because they said something nice about circus folk. Because apparently they didn't get the memo that it's like Crips and Bloods. Apparently, I learned that at a very young age. You do not call circus folk carnies, and you do not call carnies circus folk. What's the difference? Uh, The difference is apparently, actually, the true difference is that circus folk have talent. That's what it is. Because I mean, carnies aren't doing carnies. Carnies aren't doing the tight ropes. They're not doing the trapezes. They're not training the animals. They just offer you rides and rigged games to steal your money and move on to the next town before you catch on. Yeah, yeah. They're the workers. Oh. They're the and, they sm- and they smell like cabbage. Yeah, they do. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably because, you know, it's like boiled cabbage. I mean, it's just, that's, but it's an easy steeple to get at a store. It's easy to fix. Yeah, they don't shower and they just smell like cabbage. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, there's that too, but that's like with us circus folk too. I mean, we were we were some wandering folks too, because uh, it was uh, Romania, yeah, the Romani gypsies. Then then we got wise. Then we got wise, and we we're like, no, 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 not gypsy circus folk. Yes, circus folk. So, what did you do as a circus folk? She, everywhere I go, she's gonna be there. So I'm actually no, you're you're good. I'm I'm actually the second generation out of the ring. My great grandparents sold the circus. That's pretty cool. And what did so they they owned the circus? They would go around. What did you, what did they do? Were they you know trapeze? What were they? Uh, my great grandmother did the tightrope and the trapeze, and she was like four foot eleven, four foot ten, just this tiny little thing, just buff, flipping and bopping all around on the tightrope and the trapeze and whatnot. And uh, my great grandmother did like tarot and palmistry, which I actually picked up. I learned how to do that. And then uh, there was uh, animals. They had a couple of chimpanzees. One was named Tony. He wore like his own little custom-made jacket and pants. Right. And his, his favorite thing to do was uh, drink 7-Ups and go run around and chase after girls at the, at the <laughs> circus. This is also like circa 1950, like, you know, like 40s and 50s kind of thing. So like. <laughs> nowadays people see a chimpanzee running around dressed up in a in a custom letterman jacket i think they're gonna panic a little bit more <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be like michael jackson's back right that's wild though. But, yeah yeah which oh i i got mm, damn i mean uh, i didn't even think of that even but i should have brought back my original uh I should have went with my original choice for Night Wish in this one and done uh store uh done God, I can't remember the name of the fucking album now. Uh but it's uh kind of carnival themed, circus themed. Oh yeah. Uh, well circus themed's cool. I'll I'll br- I'll bring it in at some point. It's uh I have, I wanna say it's called no Storytime's the main song from it, but I can't think what the hell the album's called. But I forget it might be Storytime, I also remember, but but no, I want to go with the older Nightwish so you can hear their original styling and yeah. I I thought I mean I I don't know I I just I heard well when I get to my one song my top five but you'll know I'll tell you why but so I had three I did do three honorable mentions to this because there's no way I wasn't gonna do it because I almost pulled a Jeremy and just said I love everything on this but my honorable mentions are Kinslayer because that song is so metal that song is so metal like every time I hear that song it's just like that's one of the that's one of the songs that got me in Nightwish big time. Crownless, which I didn't hear that until I heard this whole CD years later. But this Crownless is an amazing freaking song. Cause I love timepieces, and that's just like such a timepiece. And Dead Boy's poem, because that's like one of the most depressing songs they ever did. Like <laughs> Dead Boy, Dead Boy's poem is just oof. It, it reminds me of Power Wolf in a way, almost, but not quite. Power Wolf did a kind of similar song called Dead Boys Don't Cry. But which we'll get to that eventually, Chancy. Trust me. They're not wrong, though. Yeah, well, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Have you seen Lost Boys? No. You haven't seen Lost Boys? I saw some of it. Wait, are you that's talking a... about the one from the eighties? The Lost Boys the from movie. the eighties, like Corey Feldman and Yeah, the movie. Oh yeah. They were dead. Like undead. They weren't mm-hmm. really dead. Well, the undead are dead, technically. 
<laughs> Not really. Undead. Un meaning not the well, opposite of dead. You have to be dead to become an undead. <laughs> they should have called it the resurrected. It would have been easier. That is a valid point. And, and that, and or this the changed. The, the turned. Changes. Yeah. But number five is she is my sin because I, I mean, I think I looked it up at one point and I'm pretty sure I that I'm right about this, but I think it's actually supposed to be about like Jesus talking about Mary Magdalene. But oh. interesting. Like I think that's what they were supposed to, they were basing it on because I know this album is very like religious based in a way. But they do they do religious songs on a lot of the different seas. Just this one was very <laughs> themed that way. But number four was Bear Grace Misery because that song is just so like oof it touches it pulls your heartstrings. It pulls your heartstrings. And number three is Wanderlust because that's one of the first. That's the first Nightwish song I ever found. But it was what I when I found it on LimeWire back in the day. It was called Gothic Sanctuary. So uh, I, was, I just searched. This, I searched like the word Gothic into like or Goth into like LimeWire and just looked to see what came up. And that's one of the ones that came up. And I was like, "Ooh, what is this magnificent music I'm hearing?" And I went to Fye and bought a bunch of their CDs. And I was like, "I love this band." I love this band. Like everything they do is just incredible. And number two, which is the reason I picked this CD a hundred percent, is fucking Wishmaster. Just the way it starts out, like Master Apprentice. Oof, like, mm, like everybody I ever met that's into Nightwish, like that I didn't get into Nightwish. Like, this is one of those songs that they fucking love because it's like their version of Master of Puppets almost. Like, it's just, mm, that that opening and then it's the way it busts into the heavy fucking, like, metal. It's like, mm, mm, mm. guitar heaven. Guitar heaven in that song. But, I mean, it's all, I mean, it's also about, like, a freaking night society and shit, like, chivalry and all that. So, it's pretty awesome. I mean, and I like the idea of Master and Apprentice. I mean, it kind of plays into, like, Star Wars as well, in a way. So, because the Star Wars, the the <laughs> the Sith in me always saw that as like uh, talking about the Sith Lords, but so. And then my number one, which would have been Wishmaster, would have been, but I actually forgot about this damn song, and I was like, oh my god, how did I forget about this? And it's Phantasmic, because that song is just a music. What you you too? Four. Four out of four. Si- four out of six we matched. Four out of six. Well, I mean, Phantasmic or Phantasmic, however, however you want to pronounce it, is like it's almost like their version of Fantasia. Like it's just so many different speeds and so many different like melodies. I mean, when that flute solo comes in the middle and like that flute just busted out like into like a fucking flute jazz type thing, and then all the other instruments come back in trying to keep up with the fucking flute, like that's just like the most amazing music to me in the world. Like that, you can't play instruments better than that. You really can't. I've never seen that this song. I've never seen a lot of the songs in this CD live because they just don't perform them anymore because they're they're too instrumental and they don't have the people playing the instruments anymore to do that. But, right. But they might be going back to it because the lead male singer just left after the last CD came out to do oh. his own thing. He's retiring, I think, because he's pretty old. But he's retiring. 
And he, he's been like guest appearing on other people's albums and stuff, but he's not doing anything. He has announced doing anything himself that he wants to retire for the most part. And they just signed on a new ma- a new male lead who is more like he's more like a lot of the European metal bands are nowadays. Like he's from one he's from another he's from another European metal band. So they may I don't know their style may be changing the next CD they put out a little bit, but we'll see. They changed style so many times that it's still amazing and it's always good. Like they they've not yet put out a CD I can't listen to all the way through. So that's my top five. Joe, what were your top five? Um, so this is the first album I listened to out of out of them all, and some of them I went back and rearranged the order of what I what I reflected, and I kind of all reflected on how does this impact my life, or how does it reflect in my life, and um, it's kind of what I always do. How can I learn from this or see this differently? Um, the first one is I'm gonna go in the order I listened to because that's the same order I, I was like enjoying it. Um, it was dead boy's poem and um that's the i would say that it's the first out of the list because it's this this child you know this boy talking about how like everything's written by this piano like it's it's just all connected and the pain no matter what it's it's a part of this this journey and it's letting go of this child self of i have to like move on and dead when i hear dead even when i read cards for people or or i'm talking to someone spiritually death is just a chapter of life it's like an ending to the next phase and that's what i was listening to when i heard this it's it's a painful like death to 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 go from a child to uh an adult mentality or even in the middle of that through all these things that are so disappointing and so that's what i got from that the second one was um deep silent complete darkest times um bring light and embracing the dark uh isn't always fun at first you're like against it and you're putting all this reasons to the darkness of yourself and and to me i saw like the shadow self um and that's another death basically it's like death death with metal but the way the songs were going with metal yeah This, the, the way the songs were going through, at first I was like, all right. And then I started hearing the, the woman's voice and the boy in the background. Like, it kind of added to this this story of this this growth. Number three is uh, She Is My Sin. Because um, we we get into this, this fantasy of what lust is. And that's what they're talking about. Lust is not as creative as, uh, as it's discovered, but pleasure haunts you. And sin with desire within. It's like shit yeah <laughs> like you think it's bad and we think it's all these things are bad and then you start to experience what you feel and want as to as, as fantasy or even as a, as a as a relationship and that's what i was reflecting on and i was like this seems so toxic and what but why why are we in this entrapment of like it's really just lust and 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 fantasy and i'm like ah damn so i went from like what did I get myself into listening to this to go on? Yeah, uh, I get it. <laughs> uh, number four was Sleepwalker. Yes, that was a good one. I I wanted to put that on my list so bad, but just at that point, I couldn't add any more. And like, you have no idea how many nights. Like, a lot of people would would think like, "Whoa, something's wrong." But there's a lot of a lot of nights I don't sleep. There's some nights where I don't want to go to sleep yet, and I realized like. There's something that calls to me at night sometimes, but this song's like, it's okay. Like you, 
sleep is ecstasy. Like you're, you're not like letting yourself rest. And that's what I took from that. But sometimes we're also asleep in this world. It's like so many different messages, like ping, 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 ping. Uh, number five, Wishmaster. Um, I felt this like warrior type of person and, and, the dreams coming true scenario like you have to see this through it's within you it's the calling and i was like this this is top five this is it and that's that's my i'm gonna stick to that nice i could appreciate that list 100 percent. i mean it, there's i mean there's really not a song you could pick on this i would have a reason not to like but <laughs> i mean there really isn't chancy what'd you pick sir my uh, honorable mention was uh, Phantasmic. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five was Wonderlust. Uh, number four was Two for the Tragedy because that fucking solo is sick. I was just like, oh, hey, how you doing there? Uh, number three, obviously, Wishmaster. Uh, number two... Was it bone grave misery or how? What? Bear grace misery. Bear grace. Yeah, I fucking I misread that shit. Yeah, that that was really good. Bear grace misery. That was a hell of a good number two. And then number one was was crownless. Crownless is a damn good song. It's a damn. It, good song. it really is. Every song on this track, every every track on the CD is just fucking like one banging hit after another. Like it's just they. I mean, they're still amazing, but like their older stuff is just so. If you like the if you can put up with the opera singing, like it's just and her, Tara's Tara's voice is fucking amazing. It's T R it's T R T A R J A, so it's like the J silent almost, but like her singing is just amazing, and like she's put out like fucking ten CDs and she went solo. Like she does amazing work, and she's just such a good singer. She's done so much good stuff. With, she did. She was. On a song with within adaptation on that CD I brought up a couple weeks ago, Chancy. I thought she sounded familiar. Yeah, she's on that song. What about us? And it's actually hot because at the end of the video, the lead singer from the lead singer from within temptation and her like fucking kiss at the end of the video, so it's kind of hot. But <laughs> I mean, but European chicks, you know. Wow, so, you know. Oh, I do know. I've been on cru- I've been on cruises with them. I know. Cruises, shit. I just went to Europe. I didn't go. I fuck. You ain't gonna get me on no fucking cruise ship. Fuck that. Why, dude? I got to smoke a cigarette in the fucking porch of my room and see a shark swim underneath. It was awesome. I mean, that's cool. That's great, grand, and wonderful. But like, if something happens to that boat, you are in the middle of the ocean, sir. Oh, our chin. I can swim pretty fucking good, so I'm good. Ain't nobody swimming that good, dude. Michael Phelps ain't even swimming that good. All right, I don't care. <laughs> Uh-uh. I'll, I'll I'll pull a cast away and fucking find an island. Fucking, I was just thinking movie. That's a good movie, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that movie the other day. All my favorite parts: a- the Wilson. part where he sticks that fucking ice pick or the ice skate in his ear or in his mouth to fix that infected tooth. He knocks the tooth out of his head. I was like, "Fuck that! Fuck that! I would just be dead. It's over." Go drink all the salt water I can stomach. Let's get it out of the way. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, 
I would go. I would go to that island. I'd find a volleyball that washed up on shore, and I would just paint face on it. And I, I'd be like, "So, Chancy, what are we doing today?" Yeah. <laughs> and then if it flies no, away, no cruise, no cruise. It, it flies away. It flies away in the, into the sea in the middle of a storm or something. I'll just yell out to the screen, be like, "Chancy, no." Hell, I'll even put some freaking like a gray ass seaweed on to make look your hair and everything. It'd be perfect. Yeah, I can't yeah. that song "One Hand in My Pocket" ever again without really. What he, what, what did Jeremy said? <laughs> I, I forget. Like some 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 one of my grandpas, like the perverted old friends, like said to me one time. He's like, you know. You gotta cut a hole in your on the inside of your pocket so you can stick a hand there and while you're at the club, you can just be like waka 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 it's like I'm just like, oh my god. And like since then that's all I think about. I think about people's hands in their pockets. Like, <laughs> I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, now 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 you gotta ask. Now you have to ask because the thought's permanently ingrained. hundred percent, hundred percent it is, but all right. Well, we covered all three albums, and we we actually did good. About twenty minutes an album. That's pretty perfect. Pretty, I blame the I, I blame the Rona. <laughs> your Rona or my Rona? Well, you have the Rona too. No, I not your. No, 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 not your Rona. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next week, Chancy, we yes. have. Unfiltered star Catalea Frost on, aka Sabrina. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. It's like OnlyFans, but better. Oh. She's also a podcaster, and we've done shows. I've done shows with her multiple. I actually was at her show last night, and it really yeah yeah about about uh, men's turnoffs. Yeah, that was a fun show to be on. Woo. Yeah, I bet. I actually, oh, yeah. I, I saw the thing, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Oh, I'll tell you, Jamie didn't. I got a lot of, oh my God, the whole freaking time she was listening to it. But, but, it, <laughs> but she, she she said it was a perfect episode. She said it was a perfect episode. But um, And it's fun to talk about men's turnoffs. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of women don't care about that. So, no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the point. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll have her on next week. I'm not sure what she's bringing to the table yet, so I'm not sure what I'm bringing to the table yet because I want her to tell me what she's bringing first. Because that's kind of where want, I'm at. I don't want to throw something at her. She's gonna be like, "Ew, why'd you give me this?" Yeah, like I'm not I'm, gonna. I'm not trying to bring her all cannibal corpses, hammer smashed face, you know. When she's all coming with, you know, Britney Spears or something, oh, something light and easy. She'll be bringing something a little more emo than that. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's you know, cool, but I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be that guy, you know, six feet under torture killer, or some kind of shit. You know, someday, someday, but like, you know, I ain't trying. To, I, like, I like to try and keep it in the vein of where this week's probably the farthest I've deviated from the vein of what the guest has chosen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of did. I mean. Yeah, but Pop, yeah, that, it yeah. all played out. Played out. Perfectly. It did perfectly. I was gonna bring DJ Clay one of his mixtapes in, but I'm like, I don't think Joe's ready for that juggalo sound. <laughs> it might, it might well, disturb him to some degree. 
I might, I might find something good in it now. Like the best thing I learned from this was that don't just avoid something. Don't judge a book by its cover, even after the mm-hmm. first like sounds. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> 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 my favorite, my favorite motto is um, "fuck around and find out." That's well, that's my only right. But, like, that's science. Now. I like oh. it. I like it. Joe, things I don't want to now, but. Why don't you throw out the name of your podcast one more time and tell them where they can find it? Uh, you can find my podcast. It streams on multiple places. It's just look under A Millennial's Third Eye, and there's very different modality of reading and talking. So you can find it there. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook doing different live streams uh, under A Millennial's Third Eye, and I hope to uh, find you there. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, not a problem. Glad you stopped by. Remember, folks, if you Google Millennial Third Eye and Pornhub is one of the results, do not click on that one. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you might see something you want to see, but I don't know. I actually, I'm in the fuck around and find out industry, so I almost, I literally created an OnlyFans page just to, like, fuck with people. People's reality. Like, an OnlyFans thing. I was like, you know what? Not, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. So it might come up on Google, but like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but like, I didn't do anything with it. They actually told me I needed another form of identity, and I didn't go ahead with that yet. But maybe I should just fuck around and find out. But it was literally just readings and stuff. I wanted to mess with people. Uh, I was okay. I'm like, if you really want to do it, I mean, yeah, shit. That's do it on Facebook. Dude, that's I mean, hilarious. It is. It is. <laughs> But, Chancy, where can they find you, good sir? Here. Uh, the Book of Faces. The glorious, this glorious cube that we have created. And I also, uh, I'm also on a podcast called uh, Bracket Bastards. Um, I think that drops on Sundays. I believe. We go through this every week, it does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pray should still listen one day and be like, fucking Chancy. <laughs> why he why would he be surprised at this point? I forget who's I forget who I'm supposed to be voting for half the time. Like yeah, they'll have yeah. just told me I go on a tirade about how fucking stupid whatever it is. Like if it well, not necessarily stupid. I, I'm very passionate about things. So if there's something that I think that needs to be said, I get very excited when I say it. And then I forget what the fuck I was voting for in the first place. And it's like, shit. What was I? And then I don't want to ask what I'm voting for because they're like, God damn it, you always forget. It's like, well, sometimes I don't. I Sometimes I do it on purpose just to make you think I forgot. <laughs> I do that all the time. I get lost right. in the topic. And then I'm like, wait, what were we originally talking about? What's going? You get passionate about it. I get it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I do it on breakfast. I used to do it on breakfast all the time too. I fucking just forget what the hell I'm boring about because I Chancy would go on a rant or I'd go on a rant and I'd be like, I usually just blame Chancy though because everybody usually went with it. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody always went with blaming Chancy because you know I, I'm I'm I I do tend to go on a tangent. I I I don't know. What can I say? Who else but Chancy? Dapper Yapper. 
I just forgot. I'm gonna get one of those freaking animations made for this show where it's who else but Chancy, and then it's just you <laughs> and then it's just it's just you animated dancing around like Quagmire. But fair enough, man. I'm okay with it. But you can find us on the Paranormal the New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcasts with the S Facebook group. You can find us at at Juggalo Bastard Podcasts on TikTok. And you can find us at Maniacal Music Musings on YouTube. Just search the name. All our videos are uploaded to YouTube. TikTok, I still have like mm, hours of work ahead of me. So, yay. But And you can find me as at Juggalo Bastard on TikTok and the gram. And if you bring grandma weed, I'll love you. That's going to do it for us tonight. We'll be back next Tuesday with Sabrina from Train Ride Podcast and a.k.a. Calais Frost from unfiltered and trust me boys she's worth the little bit of money you got paid to get to see everything so see it all and we will catch you all next week say goodbye chancy goodbye chancy